Hello there, and welcome back to the Africa Rising podcast. Wow, this is our sixth episode. I, I honestly cannot believe it. Africa Rising is proudly sponsored by M3 Designs. M3 Designs allows you to customize your own designs using your own chosen organic wooden pro products and have it shipped directly to your home. You can almost request any engraving that you would like on these boxes. This form of technology helps to shape creativity, personality, and promotes innovation. Gift your loved ones with these beautiful wooden boxes, and I promise that it will, it will, and you and your loved ones will fall in love with these products forever. I, I definitely have fallen in love with them. Africa Rising is a weekly podcast that continuously brings you industry professionals, students, and related industry individuals to have a conversation about the ever-growing and developing technological market in, in East Africa, as well as Africa. These conversations will let you understand the impact that technology has had and will continue having on society. This podcast also aims to change the stigma surrounding African development by highlighting many achievements and accomplishments by individuals or companies within the continent. So today we have a very, very special guest. I am so excited for this one. Without further ado, Ms. Trisha, Trisha Chitalia will be speaking to us about the various types of technologies being used within the construction industry in Nairobi. Ms. Chitalia is a prominent speaker and leader in the field of IT and customer service and currently works at Kenbro Industries in Nairobi. Ms. Chotalia specializes in enhancing personalized services to those needing various forms of technologies for their developments, which include private homes or commercial offices. So uh, welcome to the podcast, Ms. Chotalia. Please introduce yourself to the listeners. <laughs> Hi, Ali Khan. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much. <laughs> How yes. are you? Okay, so I'm good. Uh, my name is Trisha Totalia. Uh, I'm uh, born and brought up in uh, Nairobi, Kenya. I'm uh, the second born, uh, the last born, famously known last born in my family. <laughs> I have an elder sister uh, and um, I'm, uh, I'm a business student. I've been a business student. I've studied ABE and before ABE, I've done the Kenyan system of uh, KCP and KCSE. Um, yes, so, and currently I'm working at Kendra Industries, as Ali Khan mentioned. Uh, that's it's, it's a good day. Oh, uh, yeah, that's that's really amazing. And I, I relate to you as well because I am the last born of, you know, my family as well because it's only my yes. sister and me. <laughs> you so, know, last ones have a different characteristics compared to the other siblings. So I think we are the special kids. <laughs> With our special needs. Yes, uh, tell me about it. Tell me about it. <laughs> um, so, Ms. Chitalia, I just want to say again, thank you so much for being on my podcast. This really means a lot. This is such an honor. And your, you know, your the information that you will share with my listeners will be very, very um, important for them to hear. Um, so I want to start by asking you a question. How... Yes, the construction industry in Nairobi. I want to specifically focus in Nairobi because it is the biggest city in Kenya. How has the construction industry grown over the past five years? Has it grown immensely or has it 
decreased or where is it at the moment? Yes, it's really grown immensely. Like in our company, like um, our company is more, it has been uh, in existence for more than 50 years. And it just started off as a what roofing company. It was known as uh, Kenya Roofing before. And then after that, it was known as Kenya Brothers. So actually, Kenbro means Kenya Brothers. Oh. Uh, Yes. So so then we started off as uh, just roofing specialty. Then from that, we developed, we ended up um, focusing on a wider branch branches of the market, like uh, waterproofing solutions, carbros, manholes, um, PVC tiles, uh, shingles, roofing shingles, roofing APPs and primers and uh, all these wide range of products that we have. Mm-hmm. So we have like a wide range of chemicals that we use and all that. So it has really grown over the five years. Like uh, even in terms of APP, like we have uh, so many types of APPs and um, different sizes of manholes. And, uh, and when it comes to the production, we are trying to use different uh, types of raw materials and using technology, using machines. Yes. So and yes, it has really grown. Wow. You try to make, well, you make, you tend to try and make um, life easier. Like before, okay, you see like in our production, we have to make uh, molds first. And then yep. they are uh, cured. We use some chemicals so that the the curing time is uh, reduced. So in that uh, before they used to in, in manually spray water into these um, molds mm-hmm. for them to they have to be irrigated for them to cu- get cured. But now we have uh, uh, um, automatic sprinklers that just sprinkle water on them. So that is technology for us today. Right, and so. With that technology that is being incorporated into construction, do you see that these forms of technologies and automatic machines and are they enhancing the production? Are they making it more convenient? Are they uh, making the process faster so that a lot of these, uh, a lot of your clients could get their products uh, at a much quicker rate? Is that something that you're currently witnessing right now? Yes. So you see, um, in fact, we have a story in our company. Yes. Uh, in our com- we, we, are, we, we are associated with Kaizen as well. So before we were enrolled with Kaizen, uh, we had a big space of um, good, like uh, area for storing our goods. Mm-hmm. And they, in fact, bought another new plot to, to make more space because there, there was so much of goods that uh, like production was high. Production yeah. was high as well as, as well as the sellings were high, uh, selling of the goods. Right. So we bought a new plot, but then uh, we ended up having invited Kaizen to the and implemented Kaizen into our organization. And with Kaizen, it's um, you you buy materials for you buy materials that you needed need at that point at that month, and. Right. Like uh, they they usually say you should not store um, goods. You store as much as you need. It's um, just in, just out uh, kind of uh, system. Right, right. There's no point of storing uh, like a huge um, stock of like, for example, cabros and then 
and and you okay basically you're supposed to compare the selling what what is the need of the customers if the customers need uh, 20000 meter square per day then why should you make um 40000 meter square for the for the day and store 20000 that's like occupying extra space in the organization right. so that's what kaizen was introduced produce what you uh, what you are able to sell what your selling need is right so in terms of also raw materials you order what is required and you pay off in the same month there is no point of you stocking like raw materials for 3 months and then you are struggling to pay for those raw materials so you rather yeah. order the raw materials for one month for what for the materials you need for during that month and you produce it and you sell it so in that way cash flow is also consistent you don't have uh, freezing of funds anywhere in your organization right so wow. that's also what technology in terms of kaizen brought into the organization so yes we had bought a plot and but unfortunately it didn't have any use for storage but i guess uh, it will find, it will get another new use for it Right. Wow, that is really interesting to hear that Kaizen was able to do that was able to uh limit the amount that you guys are able to produce and specifically push you guys to only produce what you can sell. And I think that is a very important concept because even with a lot of companies that we see today like big companies even in constru- even in construction the companies i think they produce an over abundance of everything and then a lot of it goes to waste and then they're not able to sustain that in their um warehouses or in their you know in yeah, their facilities or in their storage areas and i and i see these happening a lot and it Plus, just you see when there's plenty yeah. of stock right uh, like it's is it's hard to know whether there's something inside business going on or there's any theft kind of things happening right. so when you have right. small stock it's easy to manage you can even counting and taking stocks is easy right and you can even arrange it in a nice way wow. with spaciness like you see even if you have something like a wardrobe and you have so many clothes yes like um finding something that you want in a short time period it's difficult because you yeah. ha- you have to squeeze everything in the cupboard but yeah. now if you have like minimum like whatever you need picking out things is very easy because you know everything has its own place like all the t-shirts are in one place all the trousers are in one place all the dresses are on one place right. so you see it's easy to pick out so the right. same thing with the storage of of raw materials and finished goods and uh, yeah all that so it makes sense having some having the enough space plenty of space to arrange your things you can you have the freedom to arrange it in a way you want it yeah and i think with a lot of companies back home in nairobi i think a lot of the companies are looking for convenience so a lot of them are managing are looking for ways to manage their goods their products their services to get it out to the customer you know very quickly and to also have a good management system in which in which you know the 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 uh, the seller has convenience to easily uh, sell it to the buyer and the buyer knows exactly what uh, the seller is you know selling yes yes exactly like you don't want the customer waiting for long like in fact in 
in my workplace. Like if so many customers gather in at a particular time of point, like our right. bosses get really agitated and mm-hmm. their thing is customer comes in, customer goes out. It's supposed to be like that. You don't want customers gathering up at yeah. some point. You want so for you to time. have, yeah, for you to have a, a smooth process, it's so much easier when you have your, your products arranged in a, proper manner in the stores even so mm. even properly labeled and properly arranged so that you when you pick one thing the other things don't fall down like and even it's it's a, the way you arrange it's supposed to be easy to count when you're doing stocks mm-hmm. so it, it saves time and it's it looks pretty it looks neat that's how it's supposed to be arranged yeah it should be efficient for us it should it should work for us in it should make life our life easier Oh yes, efficiency is uh, is one of the key things to a successful, you know, organization. <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> and, very and, true. And customer service as well. So, Miss Chatalia, because of your extensive background in customer service, I wanted to ask you: How do you deal with? And this is a little bit off track, but it's also dealing with you know technology because customer service uh-huh. is one of the most underrated forms of. Uh, uh, technologies that we know. How do you deal with uh, people's complaints? Okay, client, well, for client pe- complaints. For me, what I believe, the people on the floor are the ones responsible for customer complaints. Right. But you see, at some point, we are not fully responsible for the complaints either, because the complaints may be product complaints or uh, something about the management, Mm -hmm. those things we are not properly like, we we cannot be fully responsible for it. But as we, as souls people in the ground, it's our responsibility to handle the complaints in a manner that the customer feels like our needs are being taken care of. And they feel like, no, we we are valued as customers here by Kendra Industries. You see, like now when it comes to people on the floor, you have to manage it. You have to take customer's side and forget the management. And also at the same time, you have to be neutral to the management and not start saying crazy things about the management to the customer. Right. Okay. So you see now that's that's where the trick comes in. Like you're supposed to be neutral. Neutral, Definitely yeah. Neutral, yeah. I think that's a that's very challenging. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so you um, see, when it comes to customers, what helps mostly is the friendliness. So you know, miscommunication happens everywhere. It's something that you know. I think the world and all the organizations within the construction industry are trying to deal with. So that you know, and construction is a, a very very challenging industry because you have to get the products right. Otherwise, if you get the wrong products for the wrong house and you end up building a house, the tiles might slip away or the walls might break and then the house might cr- come crashing down. <laughs> you know, a lot of things. Yeah, like it's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah. yeah. How have you, like, what are the different options that you provide to customers for them to pay for these goods or services or products? Do you offer M-Pesa or do you pay, do they pay by cash? Do they pay by credit? What, what are the, what are the options that you provide them with? Okay. So um, we have our normal, mostly we, we have the normal walk-in customers. Yes. So we accept cash. We have M-Pesa till number. 
Yes. Um, we 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 recently got the swiping of the card also. Yes. So they can sw- do card payments now. We have the option like if it's um a huge amount of money we have our account number we give our customers they just do a straight away cash transfer or bank transfer to our account and we also have the option of checks but with checks we have to really be careful like if it's a um, customer that we in, we are in touch with and we know them then only we accept the checks otherwise uh we accept the check we have to bank it and wait for three working days and if the check goes through then only we release the goods otherwise uh we are really careful when it comes to checks we had a bad experience so we have to be really careful when it comes to checks as this time is really bad with coronavirus yes many people have lost their jobs and many people are trying to on money in the wrong ways we have sorry. we have the sorry we have also the account systems like um we open accounts for customers um, right like in terms of credit customers oh. we give them a credit limit of like maybe say um one month or three months or a certain amount so oh. when the credit period is due we expect them to pay or we follow up with the payment we have a our department that deals with these credit customers in our organization wow. in the accounts department yes so we have that option as well okay. and there's also something wow. about vat returns like uh, there are some customers who do vat um, what is it called um vat withholding tax they pay vat withholding tax so yes. to maintain a proper record of those um, transactions we do on we open a cash customer account for them wow so yes so you're providing all these accessible means to your customers and you're not just limiting them to credit and cash you've opened all these doors for them to pay for their products in different ways i think that is really rem- uh, really remarkable Yes but uh, but at some point for account customers our, yes. our accounts department is a bit strict mm-hmm. we don't want to open like so many accounts and then at the end of the day we have more trouble following up for the payments so mm-hmm. mostly if it's if we are opening accounts it's mostly cash customer or um, yes cash customer means like when i come to purchase some goods mm-hmm. um before i come to purchase again i need to pay for the ones i purchased last time so that is what cash customer accounts mean okay so mostly they allow cash customer accounts yes. unless it's a big customer and uh, there is there are many links that uh, we have the confidence that those customers will not um keep the cash holding then then we do open the normal accounts for them wow that is wow that's amazing and you mentioned right now that uh covid obviously has impacted the business and not just the construction yes, has. In- yes not just the construction industry but i think a lot of different industries around the world and how has the pandemic affected kenbro industries have you seen more people uh buying purchasing products to build uh their homes or their offices or have you seen a decrease in that 
Okay, for us, it's been a mixture of experience. Like just when COVID, yes. COVID was uh, got into the picture, yes. that time, because most it was a kind of a scare for everyone, and most of the companies like uh, this, they they started working from home or they closed down for some time of a period to avoid yes. the quick spread of the virus. Yes. At that time, we were really busy. Like we had many people flocking in because, you see, now they have to stay indoors, and if they have issues facing, they have problems in the house or leakages, or they just feel like they have the money to spend and make a new um, do cabra walks in in the environment. So we had all those customers at that time. Right then. Um, in between, we we went our business went down. We our sales go down, mm-hmm. and um, again it picked up. Again, it's gone down. So we we have these high lows, right? You know, in, in our business, right? And have you has your has your company ever thought about maybe utilizing social media to promote your products or to show people that you can use these different products in different places. Like for example, like the ceramic tiles, you can use, you can use these specific tiles for swimming pools or these ones specifically for uh, your kitchen. Are you, have you, has your company, have they dived into that social media Uh, market? uh, Yes, we had um, before COVID came in, Yes, I think uh, two years ago we were actively uh, actively part in that social media marketing. Yes, but I think and um, and also we have uh, we have we've done uh, marketing on our walls. Like we have we have um, our logos and products uh, mentioned on top of the walls of our fencing. And we also have some uh, two po- two posters marketing our products on top of our building. So we have those methods used for marketing, but for social media marketing at the moment, it's not very active. Right. So so Canada yeah. Industries right now is focusing on traditional marketing, which is like print on billboards or posters or yes 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 yeah they are, they have done that but that has really been helpful like um, when it comes to people trying to locate us yes it's uh, it's really hard it would it was very hard for us to explain to them that we are in this building mm-hmm. because we are the, we are located at the corner of Wambugu um, and Limuru road and it was this building right now, it was a house before. So it, it's really hard for some people to spot. Even till day to day, we have to explain to the to customers that right. this is where we are located. But at least with the posters, at least once they reach near that corner, they can easily say, no, this is, we've reached our destination. Right. So it has been helpful to us. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. And um, I just wanted to ask what is this is the final question what is what do you forecast for the construction industry in Kenya do you think that in the next 10 years or maybe 15 years do you think that we're going to grow like rapidly or because of the pandemic we're going to slow down a little bit and what are your thoughts on your on your answer 
Okay, my thoughts on this answer, it is very uncertain of what exactly may happen. Yeah, everyone's... Okay, yes, like the way I mentioned earlier, because people are working from home, they see Mm -hmm. things that needs fixing and they'll run to us and to get the items fixed. Right. But on the other hand, we have issues with the raw material. Mm -hmm. Like if it's raw materials to be imported from our neighboring countries or outside uh, Nairobi or Africa, it becomes a bit hectic because what if the borders on the other end, they are suffering more or... Or our suppliers, what state our suppliers are in. So you see, if the channel is broken at some point, it's hard to to say what exactly can happen with this uh, coronavirus situation because it's it's unpredictable. We don't know whether this virus, like the, we have all the vaccinations and all that yeah. uh, vaccines being brought in. Yes. But there is no 100% assurity that that is going to work out for coronavirus and it will it will kill the virus completely. Right. So, so it's very yes, unpredictable, as you said. It's, it's very uncertain. Yeah. And you see, already the market is falling down. Yeah. The market, everywhere, the work is just gone down. Right. And we have highs and lows. Like for us, waterproofing, when it rains, we are mostly busy when it rains because right. you rea- people realize, oh, we fixed this roof, but it's still leaking. So they run to us and get the waterproofing solutions. <laughs> yes. It is, okay. it is difficult to say what can happen. Yeah. And, and I just want to add to your point that a lot of the, my previous guest speakers on, on my previous episodes, they said the exact same thing that, they cannot really tell for sure what's going to happen in the next 10 or 15 years because the, you know, the Kenyan market or let's say the African market is very unpredictable. Things It's just, not, it's just not in Africa. The whole world think, is, yes. is suffering at this time. Absolutely. Coronavirus right. has affected the whole world. So yeah, we've just all, we're all gone down. Yeah. And you see, if we are to work in unity, like we, it's better when all of us are moving up. But like if just one part in our, in our chain has fallen down, we can easily break down. And then the other thing is the financial decisions taken by managers at the, at the company. That also plays a big role in organizations. Right. In these uh, circumstances, like if you don't take care in terms of your purchases and yeah. in terms of your the sales you get, yes, yeah. the sales you you may be doing sales. Uh, you, like you can sell everything, mm-hmm. whatever you've produced, you'll end up selling it. But what if you don't get the raw materials? That's again a breakdown in the ch- channel of buying and selling cycle. Yeah, so that true. also affects, and then when there's a gap in between the customers don't get their supplies of goods, they'll have to look for another supplier and you end up losing the, the customer Gosh. or, or in another circumstance, um, the managers may decide we don't have enough money, like especially in some in imports where you're, uh, where you're supposed to pay first for the imports. If you right. don't pay, you don't get the imports. But then if, if you don't have that money from the cycle of the cells, mm-hmm. how do you pay for the raw materials? And if you don't yeah, order exactly. enough raw materials, you cannot produce enough goods, enough yeah. products. And if you don't produce <laughs> enough products, you cannot get enough 
sales and you cannot get enough money from the customers them, from yeah. the sales so you see the whole cycle is crazy it's wow. uh, yeah it's a crazy cycle if if it's not unified properly right. right yes and i think communication plays a massive role you know in unifying it does it does sometimes you right. you tend to underrate the sales yes that no we will we will uh, this is enough but then when you underwrap the sales you end up selling more yeah. and then when you sell more you have you have a period where there is no raw material there is no product and you have the customers keep asking for the product and we have to say no they'll come they'll come and right. again you're not sure when when the you get when the new not. supply of the product so it's crazy wow oh well um i really you know we keep on we have to keep on praying for the world right now everything will get better uh, the pandemic has definitely you know brought down a lot of departments a lot of industries a lot of even big organizations have fallen short to the pandemic but i think as you said if we work together if we unify um our departments and if we work in sync and if there's ease of communication uh between all departments i think we will Uh, at That's least true. Do, uh, do a better job like like you see sales and sales department always conflicts accounts department right for sales department we, we want to sell 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 and when we get opposed in the selling like if the products get uh, finished and we have to wait for a month or a few weeks for for the replenish, replenishment yeah. we end up questioning the accounts department accounts department why didn't you get the raw materials on time but accounts department have their own issues and yeah their own uh, rotation of funds so right. yeah there's always that conflict mm-hmm. well thank you so much miss chotalia for your time today i have learned so much about the construction industry about the effects of the pandemic on the construction industry i wanted to also the reason why i brought you onto my podcast is because i I really respect the sales department uh, departments in companies and the customer service departments in companies and that's why I wanted to bring you on board to talk about your experience um especially uh being <coughs> sorry being a female in a male driven industry I think that is uh, truly wonderful and uh, thank I, you so much yeah absolutely thank you so much for participating in my podcast and there you You're have welcome. it so <laughs> and there you have it folks thank you so much for listening to episode 6 of the Africa Rising podcast i have learned a lot about the rapidly growing construction industry thank you so much for listening and don't forget to tune in next week for yet another amazing episode featuring a very special guest that you guys might just love Just to remind you, please don't forget to follow my Instagram and Twitter page to take part in fun interactive quizzes as more content will be posted every week. Thank you once again and I am your host Ali Khan Haji. <laughs>